Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Watch him throw the ball, we gon' pick it off You gon' let him hit the hole or you gon' cut it off You gon' play through fourth and long or you gon' punt it off Your defenders have you hit us, put your pads in Don't be looking for the ref to throw no flags in Keep the helmet on, keep the cleats tight You the type to wanna win by any means, right? You should look alive, this is Trapper Dive Yes sir, welcome back to another episode of Trapper Dive Podcast, man uh, I'm your host, Marley Moe and all my coach, my all that good stuff, man. AJ's in the building. Dre is on the way. Uh, make sure let's get the administrative items out of the way first. Make sure you are subscribed to the Trapper Die podcast. And whichever way you are listening or watching, man, make sure you hit that like button, subscribe button. We appreciate it. If you are listening on your favorite audio uh, platform or app, man, do us a favor. We reached one person last week. They listened to us, but give us some more ratings and reviews man help us out you know we definitely appreciate it it takes two seconds to do it it, it don't even cost you anything you know what i'm saying and it, and it helps us out it shows us it shows us that you support us put it that way shows us that you support us so uh we definitely appreciate that man if you had the time to do that leave a rating and review um or even just leave a rating all that good stuff man we are featured as well uh on the hogs haven sb nation's blog site um so yeah, make sure you can tap in uh, with the hogshaven.com. You'll find our work on there. Find our some of our our captions, our our some of our con- conversations from the Trapper Dot Podcast. You can find it on there as well. Uh, like I said, AJ's in the building. Uh, Dre is on the way. AJ, man, how you feeling, big dog? You you, you in here? Yeah, I'm I'm straight, man. How are you? I'm all right, bro. Um, I'm all right. Last time we talked, I was still in the boot, so I finally got out of the boot as of yesterday, literally. So um i'm out of the boot man still on crutches for the next two to three weeks um for what they call pro- progressional weight bearing um yeah. so basically training myself to to walk back on my my foot again without the without the need of a crutch so um not out the woods yet well i'm not out the woods until like next year but in terms of just like no assistance i'm not out the woods yet man but things are good bro i'm, I'm in a good space man got to see some some football today, some live football. You know what I'm saying? So, so things been <laughs> pretty good. You bro. was out. You was out here too in the booting it. Hey, hey, look now. Nah, well, first off, I don't know what you meant by that, <laughs> so I'm not even going to acknowledge that. Um, but, but nah, I was definitely out there, man. You know what I'm saying? Got the got the uh, the nosebleed beaches. Had the had a bird's eye view of everything going on on the field, bruh. Uh, and we picked the I picked the the best week and the best day to go. It was only like 79 degrees. I don't know. I don't know how we got that blessed in in July. <laughs> well, August now, but shit, yeah. I ain't I ain't complaining, bro. 
<laughs> nah, that's good, man. I'm glad uh, you was able to get a hands-on experience of what's going on on uh, going on out there. It sounds like it was the first day of uh, of pads too. Pads, so, yep. So Absolutely. Definitely uh, lined it up perfectly. Yeah, you still out of town? Yes, sir. Until September. Till September. Damn. Wait, yeah. I, are you gonna be able to watch it? I mean, I'm, there's ways to do it nowadays. I don't I'm even. Not. I don't even know. I've been trying to figure that out. Like, oh, you already know where I was at it, bro. Yeah, yeah. Let me send you an app. I'm gonna send you an app right now. Hold on. What? Yeah. I got you. Hold on. Let me. I'm gonna send like, you a job right now before I forget, bro. Um, yeah. that's why I'm not even on the uh, on the video. So. Yeah. Hold on, yeah, on man. Right I'm I'm so excited that, to hear. I'm excited to hear your recap because, of course, I can trust Dakota your Moore. opinion more so than some of these other people that's out there just commenting anything and saying anything. Already, what's going on, Marcus? Appreciate you checking in. Appreciate everybody who just tuned in as well. Um, yeah, bro. So I sent you the I sent you the app. That joint does a good job of like it posts like all football, basketball, soccer, and baseball. So at the very okay. least, if you're out there since September till September, you sh- you may get lucky because I don't I don't know if they ever post preseason games. I don't know, but that's, yeah, that's, that's the, the main thing. Preseason, I'll I'll be ready to go for uh, regular season. But preseason yeah. definitely want to, you know, be able to get some some eyes on that. Or maybe I got to do uh, what is it NFL Plus. But yeah, that's actually a good point. NFL Plus probably got it. But I mean, another thing though. Um, you're gonna have uh, there's other there's even websites I can show you I can send you away that'll have the games. Um, but I think okay. an app is probably a good good place. Um, but if all else fails, yeah, NFL Plus, especially since you got yes. since you're gonna be out there for the whole rest of the month. But uh, no need to pay for that just yet. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely no need, not. <laughs> what's what's going on with you, Dre? How you feeling, big dog? What's good, man? Hey, AJ, you ain't uh you ain't get on the VPN. All you gotta do is get a good little VPN. Put that joint in any little country or state you want to put it that? in. You straight. Huh? What is a VPN? So VPN is something. It's really so, supposed to protect your online identity. So, you know, hackers can't just tell where you are. But being because of what that is, you get to also change your location on a VPN. Like you can put whether you're from in Brazil, you know, um, America, whatever. So, yeah, if you still wanted to use that and, you know, get past some of those regional codes, man, get a good little VPN. I mean, you can get a little one time fee and cut it off after you don't need it no more. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm gonna uh, look into it after this conversation. Do that, man. Mo, That's actually they had a, they had something they was promoting promoting recently about some VPN. I forgot the service, but um, like Express VPN or some some shit like that. I don't know. Yeah, but they've been promoting that shit lately. Um, that'll definitely be Dre's not lying. That's that's probably a good idea too, because you can move, you can change that location as many times yep. as you want for real, yep. wherever you at. That's not a bad idea. Um, okay. So on the show today, man, uh, I think we have a couple specific topics that I think is gonna be good for us. Um, but obviously, as you all know, we went to we went to train. Jerry, are you going to training camp this week? Did you I was make, thinking about it? I'm not decide? sure because I'm going to Philly on Thursday, so I may not be able to make it like I want to. So oh man. but I'm relying on you, Mark. You, you, you said you would what you what you got going on in Philly, bro? Look, taking a little random little trip. Sometimes we like to take little road trips. You know what I'm saying? We go up the road for a little, a little bit, eat a little, little bit. Little, you know what I'm 
little Ryan, a little trip with a little little shorty, huh? And all the fans. Hey, what, we, what, what, the, what they call them in right. Philly? They call them the Johns. Now, the Johns. Can't John's? I can't take a John. Up John's. This <laughs> <laughs> is a wild, uh, a wild name. <laughs> hey man, look, some 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 of them, you know what I'm saying? Just gotta it they they earn the title. But uh, you know what I'm saying? Look, that's not bad, bro. Enjoy your time in Philly, bro. I'm about to be up there. My cousin live up there. Um and I ain't seen him in a, in a I ain't been up there in a couple of years, so I'm a, I'm gonna definitely pop up uh sometime one of those Fridays Shoot. or Saturdays. But crazy. I was supposed to go up there September for baby shower. My cousin's having her her first child. So, oh yeah, um, early yeah. September. I think it's like the day before the eleventh. Yeah, it's so not on a Sunday, is it? Ain't, ain't no NFL yeah, Sunday. It, I gotta, I gotta look. If it's on a Sunday, I damn sure ain't going. They gonna have to FaceTime me. <laughs> <laughs> send them a gift, man. <laughs> their registry. Yeah, nah, exactly. no bullshit. Like I tried to make it, but you know, I'm that schedule. Some came up. <laughs> Fuck it. Um, yeah, bro, that's what's up though. Now, I feel it, I feel it a good time, bro. Every single time I'm out there, bro, it's a good time, bro. So, same, um, same. enjoy it, man. Enjoy it. Uh, after Hall of Fame game, bro, you ain't got nothing to worry about over there. Um, no, you Bruce, really never play anybody in them games. <laughs> Bruce said, Check on them Eagles fans, Dre. You got a job, he, he putting you on assignment, bro. And <laughs> hey, that's why I'm going now. And that's September, I don't want to deal uh, with you, jokers, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, bro, what's going on, JB? Appreciate you checking in. All right, so let's go ahead and get the get the ball rolling, man. So, like I said, I I, I went to camp today, so I I, I got to try and organize my notes. Um, my notes are organized, but I got to org. I, I didn't quite typed up on Twitter. I didn't typed up in my my app. Um, so let's try and figure this thing out. Um, let's start with the bigger thing, the bigger picture, because obviously that's Sam Howell. Um, and we'll kind of go under the umbrella from there. Uh, seeing first of all, seeing Eric Bieniemy in person, um, uh, was 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 crazy. Like. Because, and, and it's weird to say this because I'm I'm in a space where like I understand what coaching sounds like and I understand what coaching is, but think about it like this: um, Dre, you was at the train. Well, AJ was there too. So um, y'all been at training camp before, but y'all haven't been there with the bleachers yet. But think about like when you walk down to the to the hill where the fields are and that that near end zone is where Eric B enemy is right. Him and that offense, that first team offense. Um, and the offense couldn't get whatever B enemy was going, going through and trying to, trying to install um, the offense. First team offense messed up two times. First time was on the first time they stepped out there. Um, and he was pissed off already um, or very animated. I would say like loud enough to the point where probably the whole entire uh stands team defense everybody could hear him um but i think he was really just talking and that's so when people say like he's very loud um i think that's the experience that you hear like he's not even he's not even yelling he's just very um like his volume is on 100 and and like that's an intense individual and and the reason why i say that is because like he's at the near end zone i'm like seated in the bleachers closer to like the 40 yard line or the 30 yard line of the opposite end zone so like you can you can picture like how loud that is for for us where he's he's pissed off that the first team offense couldn't get something going out of the huddle where it's just scout team on defense 
it's like it's not the it's not even full 11s yet um so that experience understanding what eb is like in person was was very interesting and and, and you got a full dive of, of understanding who he is but moving forward from from the enemy to the players sam Howell, um you know people a couple people have asked me including you Dre, like how was he looking um and, and i think and and let me actually i think this is a really good time to slide this in here this information um for those who listen and, and watch trapper dive um i i know this for a fact that you all listen um first off some of you all listen because i know y'all be y'all be waiting to hear what aj gotta say <laughs> which is which is love um but some of y'all and, and majority of y'all listen because y'all trust us and y'all understand that we're not bullshitting over here and, and when i say that i need to i need everybody to understand that um there has been people who have said sam howe hasn't really had down days um either that or they haven't acknowledged them and then there are people who have said that sam howe hasn't been good at all um and those are extremes right but I think the ebbs and flows of a training camp is acknowledging what you're seeing in the moment and recognizing trends. And prior to me getting there, I got information from people who I trust that I can come back here and tell you all because I trust them that the last three days heading into today, August the 1st, wasn't good for the offense. And Sam Howe has been up and down in terms of his consistency or his ability to produce uh efficiently enough so with that context being said what i saw today was another day of sam Howe having his ups and his downs i don't think that um that's a big deal right now but i do think when an offense overall is trending downward after some impressive days to start camp uh it's something where now we're starting to catch your eye a little bit because um you're getting a little bit more physical um your offensive line had pads on today and that offensive line, uh, especially against the starting D line, uh, which is obviously the D the D line is full of first rounders. They should dominate, but like um, they had plenty of times where they would have got to the quarterback. I think if you all seen a highlight catch from Terry McLaurin um, online where he caught it over the shoulder and I think he dove for it or something like that with an extra effort. Um, it was a great catch and it was a great throw by how but he would have been sacked by i think chase young um and i think obviously that's going to get ignored on the video and i'm not here i'm not even going to comment on the video but i'm gonna tell you all here that that was a sack and um i i know i went from o-line to sam Howe and sam Howe to o-line but like thinking about these things in unison when you think about sam and as an individual um i saw a person who uh had moments where uh, he stared down Terry McLaurin three times. Um, and for those who are actually on Trapper Dive YouTube channel, I actually put up all my clips in a video. So if you want to pause this live stream, which I, I would just say wait to the end <laughs> and, and listen to us now, but if you want to pause the live stream and look at it now, you'll see exactly a couple of the clips that I'm talking about where he stared down Terry McLaurin um, and it almost got him in trouble. One was a, two of them were a PBU and one was a drop pick. No, I'm sorry. Two of them were a PBU, and one of them almost had Terry McLaurin's head taken off. If if this was real live action, like can, the safety can we, is barreling down. Uh huh. I was gonna say, can we jump into that a little bit? Because I swear, that's one of my main things I've been saying about Sam Howe. 
Like, uh, all right. And, well, hold on. So, so I do want to like I, I'm gonna I'm come back. I know. I know you got it. a whole scope, but you know that's what the people really tune in for. They, okay. they, they Hall of Fame quarterback Sam Howell. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but look though. So, so here's one of the things uh, you're not you're not lying. Like, um, I actually again it's another thing that I actually called out when I broke down this film against Dallas. Um, he missed opportunities staring down his tight end in that game. It wasn't Terry that game, but he missed opportunities staring down his tight end and like not maybe not recognizing the coverage or maybe not confident enough in what he was seeing. Like he may have been seeing the right thing, but he just wasn't confident enough. So he's saying, all right, I'm going to just get the ball out of my hand as quick as possible. I don't care about anything. Um, but yeah, to, to, to what AJ is saying, I don't I don't know exactly what the trend is. It wasn't that many reps to really determine if if, if he's not trusting what he's seeing or if things are moving too fast for him. Um, but for, for him, and I'll, I'll give you the floor, AJ injury, uh, and we can, cause we can talk about it a little bit more, but like what, what is nerve wracking, uh, even back into the Dallas game for me, uh, on the, the negative side of Sam, cause I, I have some things to say that that worked out well. Um, uh, but the negative side of Sam is like possibly the fact that he isn't able to really let a play develop enough to where he trusts his progressions. Um, and that's something where it's like, okay, you're seeing, um, you're seeing a lot of things from, from the media side, or maybe even from fans who've been there, but like, are we seeing the, the whole entire picture or maybe they just happened to miss <laughs> the plays where, you know, you insert the balance of a young quarterback who isn't really, uh, you know, light years ahead of what you expected, but also understanding he is a younger guy. Um, so I'll give you all the floor there, but. Yeah, he's he's had some ebbs and flows, and, and one of the things that that really always stood out to me was the fact that you know he he did have that that stare down uh, habit, uh, and, and and maybe uh, that 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 may be something that's going to be hard for him to shake. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I think that's why it's been a major concern with me with with naming Sam Howe the the starter because I think it goes beyond just them making him the starter. If you look at his collegiate career. In the offensive scheme that he played with, he played within at UNC. They never asked him to read a defense. He was he was making one reads like the entire time, and it's like it's very few guys that can come from that type of that type of scenery from an offensive scheme standpoint and adapt to the league. You know, it it really takes an elite talent to overcome those challenges and, and also being put in the proper system. And that's one of my main concerns. Uh, I feel like, of course, everyone is is deeming this defense to be a top five defense, I, I guess you could say, or whatever. So yes, they'll they'll have the upper hand in a lot of these practices, but you still want your guy within training camp to go through progressions and not necessarily try to force feed a guy when there's other guys open within those concepts. Cause I'm pretty sure. I mean, I'm not. I'm not at training camp. Uh, Dre hasn't been there, but we all, you know, prior to you even being there today, Mo, we've all been watching the videos. And from even the videos, I could see that guys are being force fed the ball instead of actually going through reads. And you know, you can't get sacked, so that's even more reason to do so. <laughs> you know, um, so it's just it's just kind of alarming with that. But I guess. You know, we'll we'll see against the live reps next week. The first preseason game is against who? 
I think the Browns on Saturday. Yeah, so we'll we'll see yeah, we'll see the actual live reps in preseason because I I feel like there's some within the media that cover the team that I don't know if they're scared to lose their credentials or what they're not really calling it how they're seeing it as far as saying how and then there's some that's actually being transparent fully um, but I think everyone will be able to get a a better sense of how he looks within this offense and be able to critique it. Uh, in that first preseason game next week, because uh, I, I think what I've seen so far from the video clips and, you know, just a little briefing that you provided us on uh, as we didn't brief, <laughs> we didn't brief before starting this episode. You know, those are the main concerns with a Sam Howell starting that quarterback for me. I mean, and well, that's why this was one of the the first question I actually asked you today. I was like, how does Sam Howell look? I mean, we know that Sam Howell has been the story. You know, he is the number one storyline in training camp. You know, this is the first day of pads. But again, some of the coverage we get, I mean, and it's, this is how it's going to be any given year, you know, most people don't want to tell you if a guy is just looking straight out bad. I mean, I know we heard some of that with Carson Wentz last year, but we even still had, you know, some of the main guys coming in and saying, oh, he's not that bad. You know, it hasn't been as bad, but you kind of knew where it was slanted. But even then, you still can't really take so much from training camp because you can have a guy go up in there and light training camp up, but that doesn't mean he's going to go up and light the season up. You know, and the same thing with Sam Howell. And if he's looking bad, that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to start bad or have a bad year. I mean, you know, you just kind of look for flashes, especially with unknown guys. You want to see what they can provide. Like that Cowboys game last year, it was nothing you can really take from that too much. I mean, it's one game for one. I mean, anybody can go in and look great or look bad in one game. But even in that game, I didn't think Sam wet at the bed, which was a great thing. But it, he had a lot of fortunate circumstances going his way in that Cowboys game. I mean, it was a lot of, um, you know, short fields. I mean, Cowboys were just giving mistake after mistake. Sam Howe starting on the 20-yard line lots of time. You're talking about fumble snaps on punts or fumble punt returns. He was getting those type of circumstances in that game. So that wasn't really a really – and on top of that, you feel like the stakes weren't really there. There's nothing to play for really for Washington side. And Cowboys, you know, they were already in the playoffs, even though they were still fighting for, you know, a slim chance at a division uh champ but they really had nothing to play for so you want to kind of see sam and those you know those type of you know stakes on a week week by week basis that we couldn't tell in that game and even training camp like i say he's playing against a defense that is supposed to be a lot better than the offense at least i mean this is supposed to be a really strong unit and he's gonna he's playing against these guys every day you don't expect sam to go out and light it up but you know, to AJ's point, you do want to see Sam go out there and handle himself. Now, you know, before you went out there, Maul, I, I feel like we haven't really got true coverage on Sam. I mean, because who's really going to provide that besides a lot of fans? And a lot of fans want Sam to work right now. So they're going to come out and give you the best of Sam or tell you the best of Sam and kind of ignore the little things. But that's fine. Like, like, again, a lot of people need to kind of remove that attachment and just kind of be more objective when watching Sam. Like, I want objective coverage because I don't have an attachment to Sam one way or the other, whether it be me thinking Sam's going to be a great quarterback or if I think Sam's going to be a bad quarterback for whatever reason. Like, I, I want objective coverage on it, and I just haven't seen a lot of that yet because, like I said, I, I feel like people want to either be too nice 
or you're going to just have some people, oh, well, he was a fifth round guy. He wasn't this. So it's good to hear that you went out there. And, you know, even with your report, you, you told me he was up and down. That's fine. I mean, that's kind of be kind of to be expected. I'd be shocked if he's going out there killing he these guys. training camp, bro. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'd be shocked if he's going out there, you know, throwing the ball, ripping up and down the field on these guys, you know. And I'd also be kind of shocked if he's, like, super terrible. So, I mean, I kind of expect the up and downs. But even with all of that, we just don't know how that's going to apply to a game-by-game situation for Sam. He just hasn't been in enough of these situations. I mean, he's essentially damn near a rookie because he only played one game last year. So going into this year, it's like your real first year starting. So we're going to find out a lot from him that we're not getting in training camp right now. We're going to see it in game action. And that's really what I want to see right now. Yeah. Um, for, for Sam, just to close it off on Sam and we'll, we'll continue on with the other players too. Um, we do have a topic on Sam that I think is going to be an interesting conversation um, regarding Terry McLaurin. Uh, but to close it off on Sam, I think I obviously the Dakota. All right, bro. Um, I think I think the 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 good like his accuracy is there. Like you see it, right? And, and I posted a couple of clips. Like he had a good ball too. I think Deami Brown uh downfield, the deep ball. I think we all knew his deep ball was was pretty uh strong. Um and probably is, is one of his strongest suits. Uh but uh, I, I think when you see like how he performs uh, best and, and what I saw today, like you can listen to every like the beat reporters or, or the radio guys who are there daily. Uh, he, he did really good in in the one on ones and obviously the sevens. Um, those are his. Be- and to be honest with you, two of those I told you he had three bad plays. Two of those actually came in sevens, um, but he was still at his strongest in sevens. <laughs> um, but but to that point. Uh, I I think like without seeing the full scope of a defense is where he is most comfortable right now. Like, and I don't know what to take of that after one day. I'm not going to be the person that's going to draw that conclusion. Um, but I think what I'm here to do, and and Dre eventually when you go there, um, and, and what we're here to do is to to help to help contribute in drawing the picture for you. Um, I'm not going to draw a conclusion after one day of practice. I'm going out there two more times. Um, going out there one more time is just foolish. I mean, excuse me, going out there just one time is foolish. You got you to get a couple of those reps in. Uh, but I think when it came to 11s, it doesn't help that the defensive line is having their way for a good portion of the 11s when you're in there um, with the ones. Um, and, and that kind of hurts too. Uh, when we go to some other people uh, and other situations on on the team, let me pull up my notes. Um, I think what really stood out uh, is, again, when we talk about the offensive unit, is the first-team offense, man. They had – let me um, – and there we go. All right. So the first-team offense, man, it started out with the, the, the first-team offense against the second-team defense and the same thing on the other side, the first-team defense against the second-team offense. Um, the first team offense is in a goal to go situation, both, both sides, like the first team and second team for both sides of the deep, uh, both sides of the ball had opportunities on and goal to go situations. And the, the first team offensive line and, and is getting stood up on run plays, literally five, at least five yards in, like you're five yards away from the end zone. And they went over three and, and that first, in that goal to go situation. And the only way they got in the end zone 
and, and this is kind of actually crazy because like um I don't know if you all know this, like, but when you think about people's bread and butter, right? Um, like you only put out the bread and butter when you need it, type shit. Like, like you don't want to go like with a traditional play, or you don't want to go with another uh, another like if the, the concept is getting the ball in the end zone with a run play, or like your pride doesn't allow you to get shut out, right? You're gonna do something, you're gonna pull up, pull something out your bag that you know you 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 probably didn't want to pull out like in this situation point being and point point that i'm making is the first three plays of this go-to-go situation the, the first team offense gets stood up at the line of scrimmage um on three consecutive run plays um every running back falls short and and one of them i think got blown up in the backfield right and then the third the fourth time on fourth and goal uh you run a shovel pass and you get in the end zone like a, a trick like a, a kind of the uh a movement play essentially where, you know, sometimes where you get to Travis Kelsey, uh, he, he runs like a, a goddamn loop and you, you, you just pitch it to him the same way Patrick Mahomes pitches to him, get in the end zone, thing like that. Ran a shuttle pass with Logan Tom and he gets in the end zone. I don't know what's going on right now in the first day of pads uh, with the offensive line. And it may take them some time to like jail together, uh, get used to the defensive line that they're going up against. Um, but for them to get, 0 for 3 in a run game when you're five within five yards of scoring and scoring getting in the end zone. Um, that's a problem within itself. Uh, let me go back to my notes. Um, I do think that people, a couple people had some good days offensively. Deami Brown got open a couple times, uh, and, and his one on ones. Um, now that of course that wasn't full team drills, but uh, just seeing his ability to, to defeat like press coverage. Um, but also like work that deep field, like that's really good for him. Um, obviously knowing, you know, what he does good, but if, if you can, if you can work those post routes, those nine routes, those slant routes, um, I think that's really good for, for Deami. Uh, Danny Johnson had a couple solid reps. Uh, uh, he actually won a couple reps against John Dotson. Um, and, and that was a really good day for him. Uh, Byron Pingle, uh, he showed his veteran savvy. He actually had um, Forbes and Wild Goose, Wild Goose and one-on-ones on a couple of occasions. He beat them. But he also had reps in, uh, with the ones. So for a person who's only been here for, what, less than a week, uh, seeing him with the, the the ones is something that's interesting and something that you can take note of because, you know, there are specific people who aren't getting in with the ones at all. And, and Byron's getting those reps. Um, Let's see, let's see, let's see. AJ, your boy Ben St. Juice. Um, was in with the first team defense when they ran the Cinco package, the five the five man front. Uh, it was Ben St. Juice and Emmanuel Forbes on the outside as cornerbacks. Uh, Cam Curl was one of the middle linebackers along with uh, what's the new guy that they got? Um, from Barton. 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 Yeah, Cody, Cody Barton. Barton. Yeah. So so Ben and Forbes were seeing some reps in the Cinco package uh with with the the sink uh with the, the the five down front um let's see yeah the reps i, I mentioned the sam Howe where he stared down McClellan on two reps yep bird dog and terry screen game screen game was terrible today like there was like the timing was off um the overall execution was off but the timing was off offensively um 
the defense was able to stiffen out because there was no patience and there was no setup available for that 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 deep i mean for that offense to really get things going um even actually one of the first plays of of a of full 11s um i didn't even mention this was a fumbled snap uh from sat from sam i think it, it, i'm not gonna put it on sam because i don't i don't know but it was either sam or the center because it didn't reach the running back or anybody else so it was either the center or or it was sam um but that's me being nice i could i think it could easily be sam how <laughs> uh but yeah first snap like this this offense just wasn't there today and that's from everything from the the offensive line to the the execution to 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 the quarterback like i think it got to a point where i saw sam when he made some of his mistakes he bounced back uh with some completions but it was like i just want to see something positive type of completion like i just want to see something positive so i'm gonna go ahead and get it two yards out and 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 let them try to make a play type of deal after he didn't uh got himself into some trouble um and then i'll stop here on one person uh bryson tremaine uh undrafted free agent out of stanford uh receiver had a hell of a day uh first day in pads uh, had a couple contested catches um one near the sideline which i posted on twitter and then another one where i'm sure that somebody else probably recorded but uh he went over top on set in sevens he went over top of somebody um like yammed him for a touchdown a 40 45 yard touchdown uh in the end zone uh where he made a play uh out of nothing on a, on a scramble drill type of deal so uh bryson Tremaine is somebody where i would say after one day like i, I noticed it before he made those plays i'm like all right i gotta watch cuz so think about that name when preseason starts if you all are listening watching look for bryson Tremaine. Uh, that's probably going to be a name where it's like, because uh, ain't nobody talking about him before this. He he may have just had one good day, but I don't think this is just one good day. Um, offensive line, last one, I promise. Um, I know I've been talking a lot. Uh, what's this dude's name? Um, 64, he went up against Fedarian Mathis uh, a couple times. and Mason Brooks is what I'm saying. Yep, Mason Brooks. So the first time it happened, um, my man that was with me was like, yo, that dude, that dude just straight stonewalled Phil Mathis. And I looked over there when it happened, so I, I missed the beginning of the rep. But then Phil, Phil get up, start clapping. Like, let's go. Like, we back at it. Like, he back at the line of scrimmage. Both of them back at the line of scrimmage. Whole group uh, hyping them up. Um, Juan Castillo over there geeked up because the undrafted free agent just – he just he just shut that shit down. Um, so he over there geeked up. Phil and, and, and Mason Brooks line up again. Um, tackle, I mean, excuse me, um, three technique and guard. Uh, so line up again. Mason Brooks, pancake dude, bruh. Like pancake him and and just shove him to the ground, bruh. And then he flex over top of him. And and that man Wonka still hyped up, jumping up and down, bruh, geeked up. Like you seen that jump from from like you can hear, you can hear him cheering. Like the whole sideline from the, the offensive side geeked up while Phil on his ass. And y'all know Phil, my man. But I'm not about to. I ain't like what it, it is. What it is is football, bro. Um, so like, put him on his ass. Back to back plays. Mason Brooks, undrafted free agent. Uh, he plays guard for the Commanders, man. That's another person. When I mentioned Bryson Tremaine, Mason Brooks is another guy that we should be paying attention to. So, I said a lot, and hopefully as 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 people were listening, y'all y'all took some notes or y'all just 
heard some things, but definitely, man, it, it was a lot to take care of. Um, it was an interesting day, a really good day for uh, their first day of practice and in, in pads. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I like what I saw. Uh, but the offense overall, the first team offense was something where I'm like, yeah, it, this has been a trend over the past few days from the people I talked to that they have not been looking too good. So do you think do you think it's because of the offensive line or because of the quarterback play? What what exactly from your vantage point today? Oh, well, I mean, I think it's both. Um, remember I mentioned I mentioned earlier too, like Terry made a really good play that's probably all over Twitter right now. But he got there was a sack. He got sacked on that play. Um, the the interior. I also, offensive also line. thought it could have been. I also thought it could have been a pick if the safety ain't slipped. I, I don't think he could have made it there, AJ. I saw that play. I don't, I don't think that's. I mean, I don't, who angle. was who was the safety? Did you see it live, Mo? I saw it live, but I don't. I didn't know who the safety was. I, I felt like, like the safety. I felt like the safety could have could have made a play for that ball. I don't know. That's just what I looked at the video. Of course, I got beat up on social media. But he, he had start, a zone. I'm, that's I'm about safety. to start cussing motherfuckers out on social media. <laughs> so, no, because <laughs> AJB riling, he be riling the high. But see, now that's the thing. How Sam Howe has a high? Like, I mean, he hasn't even really had a whole start to string of games yet, and he has a high. Now, I hope yeah. he validates this high because I want to be in the high too. But I, I do think it's a little weird that he has a high right now. So, AJ, just keep that in mind when you are tweeting these things. <laughs> I didn't even know that the crazier point is I didn't even know who threw the ball, nor did I care. Cause like I've been telling y'all, I just want them to put themselves in position to win games. You feel me? Whoever's playing quarterback, it could be Stevie wonder back there lining up behind Nick Gates, you know, to get the snap. I don't care. I just feel like some people, because I, I do voice my opinion here on the show and on social media and, and, and chop in, I mean, uh, tap in and chop it up in those spaces. Sometimes they think I'm a Sam Howe hater, and I'm just like, bro, I don't, I don't get the, I don't get the hype or the love for for the guy. I'm just like, let him get his chance to show you what he can do before you just gravitate to him. Because it's kind of like how we went through the cycle last year with Carson Wentz. Everyone was trying to come in the comments and, and tell us that you know Carson Wentz gonna be better. He gonna he gonna get back to his MVP type year, and what mm-hmm. happened? <laughs> you know, he, he he was ass. So I mean, I think that's my main concern with the offense, man. Because I I definitely could see that the scheme is way different than what Scott is running, but it's been hard for me to grasp, especially not being there. Of course, I talked to some guys on the team, and and just chop it up with them in general. But I can't really figure out if these offensive issues is more so because they don't understand what they're doing or is it because the offensive line isn't holding up against the pains of Sweat the Young and, and, and Allen or what exactly is it? Is the quarterback delaying the process with not making the right reads, getting the ball out quickly? What? Yeah. Okay, you got to drink with. No, I was just gonna say. I mean, that's a good point. I mean, we don't know, but I mean, but at the same time, I mean, again, like I said, we do expect the defense to be better than the offense. Usually, in any training camp, any vibe, any one of these settings, it's always said that the defense should be better first because they always have a you know a head start on these things. 
but we are going to play against some good defenses this year. So, you know, even if, you know, you want to see him at some point, you know, in the offense at some point look good. And hopefully, you know, that's what Eric Bieniemy is kind of installing and stressing. And this is why he has guys, you know, taking reps off or he'll make the first team sit out for however long, you know, because he wants to get things right. I mean, he's been around success and he's seen that success and he's going to hold guys accountable. And that's what they need around here. So hopefully, you know, it's one of those things where, hey, you are playing against, you know, some really sharp iron here. So, you know, we're getting better in the process, but you may not see it as fans because it's so early on in the process. I mean, that's just the optimistic point of view that we want to take. I mean, but kind of to Maul's point, you know, Maul brought up a a couple of uh, instances, you know, the Mason Brooks guy. I like hearing stuff like that, stories like that. Like, that's one of my favorite things about training camp is learning about the guys we don't know about, like the undrafted free agents or maybe a a late round draft pick. I think about doing that to a second round pick, bro. Exactly. He's going to know who he's going to He got a point to prove. Yes, I mean, and those are those are the type of guys we start hearing about in training camp, and you may not be the first person that bring them up. Like he'll his name will come up again, and those are the names we look out for on cut day. You know, when cut day come around, you're like, oh, this the undrafted guy. I think is going to have a chance to make it, and he's also in a position group where you feel like you need those type of bodies. I mean, <laughs> nothing is established on that offensive line anywhere you look, whether it's the tackles, the guards, or the centers. You have positions available there. And you want someone to step up and make a name for themselves. So Mason Brooks is a name I'm going to be looking out for. I mean, I'm going to be looking for him in the preseason game. And then the Tremaine kid, like you said, Maul, we haven't heard this guy's name at all throughout any of this training camp because not not maybe not because he's he hasn't stood out or he hasn't been really good, but it's a lot of good players in that position group. I mean, this is something we talked about last week on the show, you know, as far as position battles and what we're looking forward to in training camp. And I mentioned for me specifically the four to six group in that lineup, that four to six wide receiver group is going to be a hell of a battle. Like we know what the three guys are. We know you have Dotson, Samuel, McLaurin, but then who's going to be the guys that step up, solidify themselves. Remember Cam Sims is gone. He's not there anymore. Cam Sims was a staple here, you know, amongst that back end group of wide receivers. But now you have Diami Brown, who's been here a few years. Obviously he has, um, a rapport with Sam Howell from college. You know, he's a guy we've been waiting for to kind of step up into some kind of role here at some point. And then you have the rest of those guys like Eric Benemy, you know, obviously he he's had his influence with the Byron Pringles and the other guy we just signed recently, uh, Matt uh, Kemp. So we have two Kansas yeah, City yeah. guys in that wide receiver group, the veteran guys who we've been kind of looking at to say, hey, maybe those guys will be in the back end. But then you have these guys stepping up. I mean, there's even a guy that people were loving, you know, when we signed them, Tinsley, the guy from Penn State. He's another guy to keep an eye out. Like, we haven't really heard his name. Then you have Cashmere Allen. Obviously, you want guy, you want him to make the Cash team. was smoking people today, bro. And, and he was, he's he was smoking on the play. He ain't getting no we, good balls, bro. No, I'm but we want this guy to be on special oh, teams pause. as well. Too late. It's live. Whatever. It's <laughs> all so good. Yeah, you called it, so you got pause, it. Pause, but... pause, 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 pause. Pause. I got to yeah, pause, man. Pause. I, said, I said the other thing, man. I ain't trying to get caught up with no. It's with all no, good. I don't want no beef. Hey, boy, about, this is about to be yeah. our last yeah. Trapper Dive episode. Hey, you know, it's all right. Cam and Bruce can't get him. He's straight hey, for himself. He good. But no, Cashmere <laughs> Allen, I mean, he's another guy we've talked about ad nauseum. 
you know, since we've signed him as an undrafted free agent. But he's a guy we want to make this team on special teams. Like we witnessed, you know, no explosiveness on punt or kickoff returns. And Cashmere Allen is a guy that can do that. So you got to figure that he, you know, in at least in the coaching staff in the front office, Matt, he has a leg up kind of in this competition as a guy that they're going to keep on that back end because of what he make and do on special teams. So that's why I said that battle was so intense. I'm going to be looking forward to that. And Tremaine wasn't a name that I had heard, you know, as a guy that may be to watch out for or look out for. But what Maul said, he's seen him. And not only what Maul, I also seen a couple of videos of him today making a couple of tough grabs. He's going to be a guy on the radar. So that's the type of stuff I look for in training camp to see who's making that name for themselves that we don't know about. And that's also why Sam Howell is such a big name, because as fans, we really don't know about him. Like when a lot of us, when a lot of people want to get in an argument with you about Sam Howell, the first thing they do is tell you to go put on some North Carolina team. I want to see NFL tape of Sam Howell, you know, and, and that's the thing. <laughs> so I mean, the North Carolina, anybody can look good at college, as I told like, you. Like, come on, bro. Like he's been in yes. the league for a year. Yes, I want to see NFL. Tape. You know, the North Carolina tape doesn't move me right now. That moved me when I didn't see any NFL actually anything. I want to see this guy put tape on consistently. So don't tell me to go look at that. This is why I'm going to ask questions about Sam. This is why Sam is a focal point right now in the training camp. We want to know about him. We want to see about him until we can actually see consistent game tape on this guy. So, so, so let's answer hey, this conversation here, AJ, with the Terry McLaurin thing. I, I'll give you the floor. You got it. But I, I, I want to make sure that we since we talk about ask it. You two quick questions. It. Is Tremaine African American? Because I've never I have heard of this player I, before. I don't know. I, I say this. He was light skinned, so I don't know what it, I don't know what he looked like. <laughs> he looked he looked more so on the lighter side. I don't know if he's white. Okay. I don't know if he's African American. I've never heard of him before until today. Well, his name's Bryson, so I feel like that may be black. Like, <laughs> let's let's figure this let's figure this thing out right now. Bryson, oh, it popped up already. Bryson Tremaine. Okay, um, looks a little mixed. Um, let me find an image, an actual image. You got that Marcus Mariota look. <laughs> looks a little mixed. You know what I'm saying? Oh no, nah, no, nah, he white. Uh, this guy's white. <laughs> All right, so the next question I would ask you, Mo, who who had the better day, Jacoby Brissett or Sam Howell? Um, AJ trying to start something. You know he trying to start something. Yeah, but I, but I honestly, um, <laughs> off one day, I'm I'm trying. To, yeah, Jacino, Jacino, hey, you said it. Prop like perfectly, like he looks a little like the black hair makes him. I, I thought Asian as well. Um, he looks. So he, he looks look like little, he looked like Rui Hachimar. But he said black. No, I don't think I don't agree with black. I don't agree with black. I thought I he thought like I Marcus misread this part. I do see Asian in him, but I don't think he's black. Like he looks, he looks more so white and maybe Japanese. Um, let's see, Jacoby or or how I, I would say probably Jacoby. Um, probably had the safer day. Um, but I, I think for, for me, a person who was only there and, and I'm trying to capture certain things, it's hard for me to say like concretely who had a better day. I know this much. Jacoby didn't make some of those mistakes that I mentioned with Sam specifically. He didn't make none of those mistakes today. Um, he didn't have any blatant turnover worthy passes. Um, he, he had, he, he made some wrong decisions in terms of processing or progressions. Like I mentioned the place where Jacoby, he took a deeper shot for a guy 
with Cole Turner running an over route underneath the deep ball, uh, the deeper the deeper route. Um, and you had so you had the over, and then you had a, like a post maybe over top of that. And he took the post route, and it was a, it was a bad, matter of fact that one almost was a turnover. That one was almost a turnover. But he had Cole Turner underneath wide open. Um, but that was probably the only one that was memorable that I think of with, with Jacoby, where I'm like, all right, that one wasn't that wasn't good processing. Um, so I mean, by default, Jacoby. But it's like, AJ, honestly, there was nothing special about none of the quarterbacks today. Like, it really wasn't. And I'm not saying that's a good or bad thing, but it's clearly not a good thing, <laughs> especially first day in pays. And that's even scarier to think about, that it wasn't – nobody stood out at quarterback. Yeah, that it, it's definitely alarming. And, I mean, they've been practicing since Thursday, just with Sunday off. You would hope that the offense would get one day up on them so far, and that that hasn't happened yet. So, I mean, that that's concerning. I think, but hey, too, but look, the real key. Oh, go ahead. You got. I was just gonna say the real the real key too. You know, they they tell you a lot of times, especially in our case because we don't know about the offensive line, but it's always really hard to gauge how good an offensive line is at, you know, keeping the defensive line at bay without pads. Obviously, today was the first day of pads. I mean, I don't know how, you know, if they struggled a lot like they have been doing pretty much early on in training camp, but that's something to keep an eye on as camp goes forward with the pads on where the offensive line start, you know, at least, you know, holding their end up on this defensive line. So let's go ahead um... – we can close out. We can circle back on Brian Robinson and, and the running back groups all together uh, when we get some more information. But let's close out with, with Sam on, on the Terry McLaurin situation. Um, AJ, you can walk us through uh, what you heard. Um, let the people know what you heard. And um, I also sent a clip, a promo clip from the Pivot podcast where he actually mentioned, Terry mentioned something. He was on the Pivot with Eric Bianami. I haven't seen it yet. But in the promo clip, he mentioned um, specifically because I sent it to you all. What did he say? He said um, sometimes when you don't, when you know that you don't know, that can be a good thing. Um, when he was talking about Sam Howell, so I'll give you the floor to kind of paint the picture for us, and we can uh, close out on this conversation. Yeah, I think it really just uh, came about. Uh, when, you know, Terry McLaurin had his uh, moment to, to speak to the media, I think it was yesterday. Um, yeah, he spoke to the media yesterday, and I'll, I'll read his quote in regards to the quarterback. Um, he said, this is a quarterback-driven league. Everyone is looking for that guy. We're still looking for that guy. We want someone to be consistent and grow with us. Sam has done a great job being a leader at a young age. He has a confidence you can't help but notice. Um, so that's the end of the quote. And I actually did watch that full episode with uh, Terry McClellan on the pivot with Ryan Clark, Channing Crowder and Fred Taylor as they visited um, the commander's training camp. And he pretty much regurgitated the same thing uh, and, and was pretty much alluding to the fact of, you know, he kind of been going through the cycle of playing with, you know, all these different quarterbacks and, and you know, the, the, the league is a passing league and not necessarily having that guy, but he did say some, at some point in that conversation, he said that he doesn't want to 
compare Sam Swagger to Joe Burrow, but he feels like he has a little bit of that. He's not like super outspoken, but he feels like he's one of those type of leaders where he'd rather show you than, you know, speak on it too much. And that's what kind of reminded him a little bit of Joe Burrow. Uh, but the main reason why I wanted to bring it up is I just feel like I just feel like as a player, man, you know what you got <laughs> in your quarterback or you don't. And I think over the years, unfortunately, he's been in this uh, this quarterback carousel. We've kind of seen him champion for some some quarterbacks in their tenureship here. And you're not really seeing him do that with Sam. And I think it's it's a bit alarming to me because I just feel like that's your number one wide receiver. You kind of want him to, you kind of want him to like voice his opinion on the quarterback more as far as like vouching for him, like saying, you know, I feel good about him and the intangibles that he brings to the table and what he's doing with the ball, like the leadership stuff and everything that's cool. But like, how does he actually look on the field? Cause they, they went through OTAs. They went through a couple practices, you know, while making these comments, they also have spent time in, in Fort Lauderdale, you know, throwing. And I just feel like for me, Terry hasn't really gave that stamp of approval from uh, Sam Howe yet. And I'm also kind of concerned, you know, what what does this do for his career and how he starts to feel as a player if Washington can't seem to get this quarterback situation addressed? Uh, I think next year, could be a major stepping stone for him just going further with my ideas, he might want out of here. Because, I mean, at some point, you could be a soft-spoken, good-hearted person as you want to be. Like, you want more for your career. And, and it's funny, I didn't even know he was the one that was going to be on the Pivot episode, but he touched on he touched on that in the episode. Like, he touched on his journey as pretty much a fifth-year player, even like Channing and, and RC said to him, you know, when you see a guy stay in college for five years, you typically think he's shit. Like, he ass. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and you, you've you proven us wrong in that regard of, of you know, coming in as a third-round pick or whatever. And, you know, he kind of leaned a lot in that conversation on his faith. And, you know, um, you see other guys having the rapport with their quarterbacks and being able to put up the numbers that they're doing and winning games and not necessarily having that so far in Washington. Um, at some point, I just think, you know, for me looking down the line, I'm like, damn, like if they don't figure this quarterback thing out in the next year and a half or whatever, you could possibly see one of the fan favorites asked to be moved from this team. So that's why I just wanted to touch on it. How y'all feel about, you know, Terry McClure's comments in regards to Sam Howe. And do we think he could be, he could possibly be the answer to, you know, stopping this carousel? Well, personally, AJ, I mean, <laughs> with Terry McLaurin, it's kind of hard to really take a lot of his comments seriously when it comes to his teammates, because Terry's always going to take the diplomatic approach. You know, you may not really get Terry's true feelings on a lot of things. And even if you try to read between the lines, it could be a little difficult because in this situation with Sam, it's like 
maybe Terry's at a point of growth. Like you said, he's, you know, in the previous years, he's had to endorse guys. He's had to go out there and tell you that the offense is running smoothly with Ryan Fitzpatrick. It looks great with Dwayne Haskins, who was, um, you know, was his college running mate. It looks good with Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz was vibe. I feel really good with him. Terry's going to say these things. Like, Terry's not going to give you any sound bite or anything to kind of question what he's, you know, bringing to the media's attention. So if he's not, like, overly enthusiastic at this point with Sam Howell or maybe he's not, you know, expressing that in press conferences, you got to kind of look at that and say maybe Terry's at a point where he doesn't really want to endorse a guy or go fully over the top for a guy because, you know, he's witnessed these things go bad and he's just kind of trying to keep his expectation level set to medium, you know, with the Sam Howell. Maybe that's what he's giving him. I mean, but again, I don't know. But at the same, you know, to your other question as far as is Terry – you know, a threat to lead. Who knows? And that could be a thing. I mean, Terry is human. Terry's going to want, you know, at some point he's looking at his age, you know, he's like, Hey, I'm not getting any, any younger. I stayed at college for, um, you know, a good amount of years. You know, I'm getting up at age. Maybe I want to go somewhere where they're winning. That's fine. I mean, yeah, and no one, no one would blame Terry if that's what he wanted to do at this point. But at the same time, as a Washington football fan or whatever the case may be, whatever we want to call ourselves in the future going forward, we have to look at it as everything's kind of starting new. You know, you look at the ownership, you know, as a fan, you you have to kind of have that mindset too. Like, yes, we may love some of the players we've had and everything, but we're entering a new future. We're entering a new era. You know, I will, I hope Terry retires as a Washington commander, whatever they're going to call themselves going forward. I hope Terry does. I hope Jonathan Allen does as well. But if not, we have to say, hey, those guys went through hell and back here. You know, they could have left years ago so if they're ready to go and they're ready to move on who can blame those guys we're not going to be mad at those guys i'll welcome them back with open arms personally but we hope we he, we hope those guys stay but at the same time you know as far as what terry may be saying in the media or what he's not saying you know as far as the sam Howell goes for me personally i'm taking that with a grain of salt because i'm like maybe terry's at a point in this career where you have to show me consistently before i get my own hopes i mean this is terry talking like as terry mclaurin i can't be too high on a guy and then he comes out and he gives me you know very little again as i've been receiving most of my nfl career so I'm taking that approach as a fan. Like right now, I want to be on Sam Howell hard. I want to be, you know, pause. I do, I do want to be <laughs> a big fan. <laughs> hey, I caught myself. I want to be a big yeah. fan of Sam Howell. Nah, that, was, that was hella pause. That was yeah, hella hey, pause. and I oh caught it. God. But like if, you know, if Mason, it, bro. You know what I'm saying? Mason, Mason, was on here and be like, hey, yo. Hey, AJ, <laughs> I want I want to be on every <laughs> tweet you make about Sam Howell telling you how wrong you are. I can't do that right now. I would love <laughs> you know, but that's the point I want to get to with Sam Howell. And that's my whole point with this is that, you know, I want to back him, but I could be feeling like Terry McLaurin right now. I could be backing this guy too early and then he turns out to be nothing. And then we're back at square one again. And now I'm frustrated and I'm upset because I really thought this guy was it. And that may be what Terry McLaurin is, is you know, and maybe he's just learning how to be, you know, more careful with his words. But at the same token, if Sam Howell goes out and he's not good or he is, you know, bad or whatever, we're going to look back and say, damn, you know, we could have read between the lines with Terry's comments. But right now in the moment, I just don't think you could put much stock into it. You know, and I do think that Terry hopes that Sam is the one, obviously, because he loves it here. Let me let me ask y'all some questions, man. Matter of fact, I don't need to ask y'all. Let me just go through the list. Case Keenum, Dwayne Haskins, Cole McCoy. 
right? That's one year. Let's go ahead and go to the next year, right? Dwayne Haskins is one that we already counted. So let's go to Kyle Allen, Alex Smith in 2020. That's five five quarterbacks that I went through already. That has played for Washington in 2019 and 2020 total. 2021. Taylor Heineke, Garrett Gilbert, Ryan Fitzpatrick for all of a few plays. Eight quarterbacks. 2022. Sam Howell. Carson Wentz. That is 10 quarterbacks. That Terry McLaurin has played for since 2019. And y'all, not literally you all on the show, but people are worried about his hesitancy to endorse another quarterback. Ten quarterbacks in a span of four years, like or five years, whatever it is, is so drastic compared to the rest of the league. And when I mean the rest of the league, like there is a very small percentage. I don't I don't know have them off the top of my head, but I'm sure it don't reach the level of Washington. There's a very small percentage of teams in the NFL right now who has the amount of turnover at quarterback that Washington has had in a span of four years. And when I look or listen to what Terry says about Sam Howell, a rookie who has only played one game in the NFL and had one start in the NFL, I don't care that he didn't endorse anybody personally. I don't care that he didn't endorse I also don't think that Sam Howell is in a position to get endorsed. Um, I think what we do know with Sam, and since we're thinking about uh, a Kansas City team with Eric B. Enemy, and you think about Patrick Mahomes, like that first year that Patrick Mahomes was riding the bench behind Addie Smith, people were telling their staff, how good Patrick Mahomes was in practice. They didn't know what the fuck was going on. They just knew he was doing something. <laughs> they was like, bruh, I don't know who he is yet, but he is cooking us. And Sam, I don't think he had those type of ringing endorsements, but like we know that the defense and some people in terms of the players have reported back to the coaches about Sam Howell. And what he has done. And I'm not comparing the two quarterbacks. But what I am saying is for uh, a Terry McLaurin, um, I think his internal optimism is perfectly okay. Along with other players who are internally optimistic about what Sam Howell could be for this team. It's perfectly okay. But to go out on the limb and stick your neck out there for another quarterback who has been who has already seen 10 starting quarterbacks, which includes Sam Howell. I don't think he wants to put that energy out there because I don't think I, I I think that he thinks it's not fair to him. So to what AJ is saying to a degree, I think that it's okay for him to consider his future after a year or two doesn't go right. But I also think that Terry is a person, and, and I'll get back to the quarterback side. I'm going to Terry right quick. I also think that Terry is a person who 
understands his situation in Washington, which is why he signed the contract in the first place. He signed it with no future at quarterback. So he's not going to give up because there's no quarterback there. He may love Washington for Washington for what Washington is and what Washington means to him. And he wants to see this thing turn around. Similar to a guy that we all know and love, Santana Moss. He stayed in Washington for years knowing that there was no stable situation at quarterback. And the time that he finally thought that he had a quarterback was 2012, what, which was like a year or two after before he retired. Like, it took him a long time to figure out what the quarterback situation was going to be in Washington. And he never had a, 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 a clear-cut answer. So I think when you think of receivers, but also in relation to Sam Howell specifically, I don't know if if I'm going to go down the lane or the well of a person who um, should be endorsing the Sam Howell. I think that he understands his situation, and I think he understands, and he's been in Washington long enough to know that you can't you can't endorse anything until you see that proof uh, on the field that that solidifies who that quarterback is, uh, whether whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, that's kind of where my head is at with a Sam Howell and, and how Terry McLaurin feels about the quarterback situation. No, I mean, I, I, I respect it. I think I was just more so, you know, we kind of bored. We ain't see live action yet, for real, for real. And I, I'm just like, hey, man, I'm just curious. Might this lead to Terry winning a, a trade next year? You feel me? Because I, mm-hmm. I, think, I think at some point, like how you name all those different quarterbacks, at some point as a human, you start to think about those things. And I would encourage everyone that's listening and will listen, uh, and, and including my co-host, to watch that Pivot episode. I think it gave a great glimpse of to watch it soon I get Terry, off. Terry, Terry's personality. Uh, it's the most in-depth interview of Terry you've ever witnessed as him being an NFL player. Uh, it, it spoke a lot to his character. Um, his personality, whatever you could tell, he felt comfortable, and a lot of it wasn't just focused on, on, on football. So, uh, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, man, we all here on this uh, episode, we want the quarterback position to be fixed. Um, you know, we have the projections that we think is going to be hard. Well, I can't. I guess you can't necessarily say hard because you don't know who's going to pan out to be what at the QB position next level. Uh, but ideally, we we all come into this feeling like the number one consensus quarterback in next year's draft is Caleb Williams, right? Mm-hmm. Or Dre, you still on this Drake May shirt? No, I mean <laughs> I've always said Caleb is the number one quarterback, but Drake Nick Drake May is number two for sure. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I mean it's just it's just intriguing, man, and, and I guess the offense not necessarily looking good is it, very concerning, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, I know we've been on here for a long time, but I, I guess I wanted to ask one last question. How how did how did Wiley how did the tackles look? Wiley and Leno. And I also read a little bit about Nick Gates having like high snaps or something. Um, so I'ma just I this is gonna be really short. Um Wiley uh I only seen a couple reps from Wiley. Uh, Wiley got one rep 
where I saw Montez Sweat beat him on the inside. He gave he overset in his pass set. Matter of fact, one on ones he overset in his pass set, and Montez won inside for a sack. Um, and full team drills, full elevens. I didn't see much of Wiley. Um, I actually have some clips in my phone that I can just roll through as my own quote unquote game tape. Um, and I can I can give a final answer then. Today's been pretty busy for obvious reasons. Um, but Wiley, uh, I would just say uh NA incomplete, um, not available yet. Um Nick Gates. Uh that's a ver- matter of fact, Amani asked me about Ricky Stromberg. Um, I don't know much about Ricky either. Offensive line altogether, prior to the full 11s where they were at midfield, where I can see them a little bit clearer, it was hard to really see a lot from the trenches, which was frustrating because that's exactly what I was hoping to see. Um, but they were on the other side, closer to the other goal line for me. So, AJ, I don't have much of a, a deep, an in-depth answer for those guys. I just saw a couple reps from some random players, and that just happened to be 64, um, the Mason Brooks guy. Um, and then obviously, uh, I saw a couple from Wiley, but I remember Monte Sweat beating Wiley on one. Charles Leno on the left side had a good, him and Chase Young battled yet again. Um, that was a, a really good battle between those two. Um, but yeah, that that's kind of my answer for the offensive line. I know it, was, it wasn't the greatest answer, but you can't see everything in one practice. <laughs> no, nah, it's all good. Well, it's all right, AJ. We're going to find out next Friday. We're going to have a lot more information next Friday on that office online. If you can get you a good VPN. Oh, yeah. oh they play you next know, They play next Friday. Oh, I shit. think it's next Friday. We're going to learn a lot. We're going to learn a lot from preseason, week one, and also that, that joint practice against Baltimore. Well, actually, too, AJ, um, the dress rehearsal game is against the Ravens as well. You know, that's the second preseason game of the season. That's where they're going to play their starters the majority of the game, and I love that it's against the Ravens. Last year, the dress rehearsal was against the Chiefs, and the Chiefs dogged us that dress rehearsal <laughs> game, and that's when they showed us, you know, what how the season was pretty much going to go. So this Ravens Damn. dress rehearsal game, I'm looking really forward to that because I really th- do think it's going to tell us a lot about the season going forward. It is next Friday. I don't know why I thought it was Saturday, bro. Yeah, I think all – no, we got – the Ravens game is Monday night. The uh, dress rehearsal game, like yeah, that's that on Monday, Monday night. night. Yeah, but the first one is on Friday. I'm gonna be on we work played the whole bro. AFC North in preseason. Yeah, I think the last one was against the yeah. Bengals. Bengals, 1 o'clock on yeah, the 26th. Yeah. Um. What day is that? Oh, that's a Saturday. I'm sure everybody play on Saturday that day too. Okay. Damn. Okay. So I gotta figure out how I'm gonna watch this this Browns game. Hey, you gotta rearrange okay. some things, man. It's the first preseason game, all. Let's go. I know. I know, bro. Night. I know. We're gonna make hey. we're gonna make shit shake. That's a long time hey, between now and then to get sick. Has Eric Bienemy spoken to the media yet? I don't think he so. hasn't, has he? Because, I mean, I know they do their little – some people get the interviews after Ron does, but I don't know if Eric's spoken since training camp started. Yeah, I don't think so, bro. Because Jack hasn't either. Um, I don't think we've heard from Jack as well. That's actually a good point. Jack hasn't spoke. Um, The enemy spoke in – he spoke in many camps, I think. But, yeah, he hasn't. What what y'all think about y'all boy possibly being suspended? Who? 
Who, Jameson Williams? Jamin Davis. Oh, James. Oh. <laughs> is um, that what they're saying? Is he going to be suspended? Is that the talk? I mean, it sounds like they trying to put that boy in jail in Loudoun. Because it, it goes so from – I mean, look, bro, he did something. He did something real dumb, bro, like real dumb. And it ain't no ifs, ands, or buts about, like, his decision-making. Um, Not nah, for real. Like, I don't understand. And, and I'm sure – I think I remember hearing some, like, Ron had a talk with him or something like that. But, like, Ron probably told him, like, what's at stake here? Like, you got to be smarter than that. But, bro, like, why are you even doing that? First of all, why are you even doing that after and, – and I hate when people do this, so I'm, I'm not even going to re- – I'm not even going to say what I was going to say. Uh, I'll just leave it there and just be responsible. But I, I think that for, for Jamin, knowing the experiences that he's went through, um, I think that uh, at the very least, like, like wisdom is learning from situations and learning uh, how left things can go, even if you are in the right sound of mind or right frame of mind. Um, you you can't predict like tragedies, and and, and I think for for Jamin, um, I think doing something like that, uh, in a what a hundred something in a forty five, bro, like stupid, bro. Like I I think I think to your question, I'll just leave it here. I think to your question, AJ, um, what I think about him being suspended, I I think that he's well deserved. I don't know what the backup situation is gonna look like. And I know think people think team first in situations like this, they don't really care about the person. It's like what happens to our team. But for, for Jamin, you earned a you earned a suspension, bro. Like that's so stupid. And to answer your question about being a backup, Mo, I think right now he is the backup. So <laughs> I think, you know, at this point he's the deaf. But I mean, yeah, again, I mean, it's one of those things where it's a misdemeanor in the state of Virginia, but at the same time, a misdemeanor in the state of Virginia, the maximum penalty is, you know, prison. So I don't know if that's going to go down for him. I highly doubt that he'll see that point, but it is, uh, I guess, grounds for suspension if he's convicted or he's found guilty and you just have to deal with it. I mean, it's a very, like you said, it's a very stupid thing. Um, you need to be held accountable for your actions. If you did this anywhere else, you're going to be in trouble. You're going to get some kind of consequences. You know, to the average person, the average citizen, like, you know, any one of us, we probably get something a little bit harsher than what the law would actually give Jamie Davis in a situation like this. So if the league, you know, or even the team, you know, deems fit to suspend him, I agree. I mean, he's earned the suspension. But, I mean, at some point, he's got to be more focused. I mean, the knock on Jamie, well, not even a knock, but one of the, good things about Jamin and one of the reasons why this team drafted him is because Ron thought he was mature and he came from a military family and these aren't the type of things you deal with when you draft these type of guys. But obviously Jamin hasn't lived up to be the football player we've drafted him to be. And then you have these type of issues, which kind of doesn't solidify or justify why Ron drafted him as far as being a mature guy or being ready for this league at this point all around right now. Everything about the Jamin Davis pick just looks like a bust, and I hate to say it because you hate the optics that come with having that label, but we're ready, you know, to see Jamin grow as a man. I mean, you know, at this point, that's what we're looking at because we didn't even think we were going to have to look at that when we were drafting him, but we're also looking at him to grow as a football player at some point, and time's kind of running out on that. So, you know, hopefully this is a wake-up call for Jamin. Hey, side note, I I went to – I went to middle school and high school around Fort Belvoir. 
Dog, military kids are some of the worst people I ever met in my life, bro. <laughs> like they are bad people, dog. Like bad behavior. So it's interesting when I hear people use that as a like a prerequisite for like especially like sports teams. I'm just like, bro, that don't mean a damn thing. Like, but but remember AJ, that's what we heard a lot about with Jamie. Oh, he you know he grew up in the military. <laughs> You know, that was one of the things we've heard is why they drafted yeah. him. And I'm not saying you're a bad person. I I mean you just speaking about military. Yeah, well, someone, I, I someone, someone someone that grew up in I mean, someone that grew up and lives in Virginia, bro, to be going 114 and a 45 anywhere is insane, bro. Like insane. Because you know you're gonna get pulled over. But then even what's at risk for your life and others. And also what you've already been a part of. Like just and it was recent. Like you just were a part of that. It's like someone lost their life, bro. Like, yeah, that's just that is mad, irresponsible. And I hope, you know, um, I hope that he's got that wake up call. I don't even know if I could say that because you would think someone tragically losing their life would be the wake up call you would need, you know, but you know. It's just one of those things. That's it for us, man. Um, enough talk, enough ball, uh, football talk. We had a couple of pauses on the show already. Um, that's enough for football, man. Um, the fellas will be back next week. Uh, we'll forgot to schedule then. Uh, but we'll be back next week, all thirty-two, back tomorrow. Uh, right before the Hall of Fame game, man. I don't even care that the Jets. Are uh are not who is it um yeah the Jets I don't even care that the Jets are not playing their starters I don't give a damn uh I'm glad the football back so I'm cool with that I'm gonna watch as much as I can tomorrow or Thursday uh but all 32 back on Wednesday man we're gonna kick things off that way uh but yeah the fellas on the commander shot be back next week man we're gonna tap into hopefully we get a guest on a reporter who's been there every single day we can tap into things like that but uh we're out of here y'all be safe man enjoy y'all day uh if you made it this far man again like subscribe rate review all that good stuff man but we out of here but y'all be safe appreciate y'all peace Damn, set, hut, watch him throw the ball, we gon' pick it off. You gon' let him hit the hole or you gon' cut it off. You gon' play through fourth and long or you gon' punt it off. Your defenders have you hit us, put your pads in. Don't be looking for the ref to throw no flags in. Keep the helmet on, keep the cleats tight. You the type to want to win by any means, right? You should look alive, this is Trap or Dive. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.